You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. <sighs> Time to get embarrassed with the here. It's a Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. on the East Coast, and you're tuned in to Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you for listening to us. If you are listening to us, of course, on the Radio Free Brooklyn app for iPhone or Android, just go to the Google Play Store for Android or the App Store for iPhone and download the Radio Free Brooklyn app. My name is Alon. I'm the host and producer for this rabble-rousing affair, which every week dives into the rough and raw sounds of old media, specifically that from our youth. And we strive to connect the dots between then and now. If you want to listen to any of our past shows, we would love for you to uh, comment and react to uh, any of our episodes that you can find on either SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Podomatic. We're also up on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Our profile page is LAR. We have a thing called Megaphone, a player towards the bottom of which plays every single one of our most recent episodes. If you want to be in touch with what's happening on Radio Free Brooklyn, please go to the Radio Free Brooklyn newsletter, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Only will come to your inbox once a month because we are dedicated to a spam-free world. That said... Let's get started on this excursion of Lost and Rewound. Oh, I thought I was supposed to bring in the bass then. <laughs> Welcome. Bring we made it. in the bass. Little bass drop. On this edition of Lost and Rewound, I'm proud to say that we have uh, everybody in tow. Say hello, Catherine Dunn. <laughs> I say do ho- bad bass. Say hi, Will Hasty. Yeah. That at the end. That's I just know. like that. That's the cherry on top. A little bit. Little Welcome bad. back. And Happy Thursday, brother. How yeah, are you? Everything's good on my end, my man. Uh, we have a guest also here hanging out with a us. Really uh, awesome guest, if I do oh, say so you. myself. Is that so? Yes, yes. This is a wonderful comedian uh, hailing from Brooklyn, who I've known either by proxy or personally for most of my lifetime. I see. In one way or in one way, shape or another, uh, I would love to introduce, and I'm going to screw up the last name. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Ivan. Aguario. Ivan Arguello, but that was, I mean, uh-huh. God it's, damn that's it. impossible last name. I screw it up sometimes. The I best call- part is it's right after you said how long you've known him. 
Well, that's okay. I've only ever known you. I, honestly, I've only ever known you as Ivan Junior. Literally. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you know my last name? Yeah. That's okay. That's Ivan okay. Junior. Yeah. Well, my dad is also Ivan. So when you were growing up, that means that you were always Ivan Junior. Kind of. Yeah. yeah Did yeah. you have like IJR or was it like another nickname that you used to go by? Uh, Ivan Sito. Ivan Sito. Little Ivan or Ivan. I mean, if that isn't the coolest fucking nickname when I'm younger, I would right? say it's, uh, it's cool until you keep getting called it when you're 26 years old. Then it's kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ivano. What? Ivano. Ivancito. Ivancito. What's the threshold Ivancito. for? Ivan- no, no. I wait. I thought Captain Ivan- was throwing out like a replacement Cito. name. Oh, that's like a. A better nickname? Eep. No, I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, but yeah, no, I totally did that on purpose. I think it really just speaks on the <laughs> threshold no, for what uh, our uh, nicknames from the past can go, how long they could go on for. Yeah. When you can only be Murph for so long because eventually you have to go by your first name and be like Mr. Murphy or something, right? Murfred. Murfred? Yeah. What's a, what's, what's a nickname that you got when you were younger? Nanny. Really? Nenia. Wait, wait, that would have to be in Greece. What gave it away? The my sheer red level of racism <laughs> and the unusualness of that nickname. Well, at that least he's like honest. That doesn't sound like a. That, like I don't know. Like um, I was. I think um, it meant small or something. Oh, okay. Really? But it didn't mean small because it just was like Nen- Catherine Nanny. I don't know. Wait, what Kat- what's meant? your name in Catherine Nanny? Caterina. Is your name in Catherine Nanny? I don't know, Caterina. Huh. But they called me Nanny. 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 Your grandmother? No. Your mother? No, my friends in Greece. All your friends in Greece, even if you went back there, they would still call you Nanny? Ivan, she spent every summer in Greece. There oh, are okay. some friends that would call me Nanny. And cool. then there are friends that, I think they'd call me Katri. Mm. Yeah. Her family was gypsies and built a castle out of... That's pretty sweet. Sand. That's... Yes. Out of sand? That they... Well, then they burned it and turned it to glass. Ooh, that's actually pretty badass. It was a glass castle. That's why I don't judge. (laughs) What did you do every summer, Ivan? (laughs) What did I... I had to... My my family owns a grocery store in Brooklyn, so I'd have to work in the grocery store every summer. Another glass castle. I was like nine or ten. Where in Brooklyn is this? It is on Montague Street in Brooklyn Heights. I see. How thus the connection with Will. Yeah. Indeed. What Brooklyn Heights growing up in Brooklyn Heights? Is that so? Or where did you grow up? No. So I'm actually from northern New Jersey, Bergen County. But uh, I mean, it's super close to Brooklyn Heights. So it's like a half an hour drive. That's, I mean, that's an interesting commute, though, because uh, you have the experience of somebody who lived in New Jersey but worked in Brooklyn. That kind of commute must have been a very uh, interesting development over the years. Um, no? Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely weird. Like, I, I would wake up super early with my dad, go and drive in while my friends were, like, doing, like, summer camp stuff, being counselors, but... Can you recall when you got your license how that uh, transition was? Uh, my dad definitely made me drive once I got my license, so that definitely was a worse transition, but <laughs> it was uh, definitely definitely different driving in New York. What's it like getting your dad's driving uh, advice? Awful. My dad's a crazy driver. He... He would like enforce that on me. Like if I hit a pothole, even like slightly, he'd like go nuts. And he'd be right. Like, oh, you love to hit potholes, and I'd be like, no. Like, <laughs> and your dad, an and your dad gets crazy hyperbolic oh, dude, for yeah, like dude. for little things. Exactly. In the grocery store. In every facet of his life. Is yeah. there a situation where you've seen it in the grocery store? Yeah, absolutely. Can There's we? no way you could okay, shop talk about this. Okay, first off, first off, Ivan will have. 300 more better stories about this <laughs> than I will. That's amazing. 
And um, and your dad is also like quite a successful force within Brooklyn Heights. Like he he he's got his hands and stuff. He's he's a you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, the store's been there since the early '80s, so it's been family owned for over 30 years. That's awesome. Which 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 one is this? I, I, I'm in Brooklyn Heights a lot, so I feel like I've definitely passed by this particular market. Yeah, it's on uh, it's on Montague Street, so there it's a key food. But uh, yeah, no, I'm familiar uh, with that. Henry and Hicks. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's been there for a while, and it's so fascinating. It's been there my entire lifetime, guys. It I was am 32. There before my family owned it too. Yeah. I think it's been there since the 50s, maybe. Incredible. Yeah, but you start your family started in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So they bought it. The landlord owned the building, and their family owned a key food. And then at a certain point, they're like, "We don't want to do this anymore. We just want to sell it." And then my family bought it, and they just kept it going. Did you say eighty or eighty? Nineteen eighty-two is when they bought it. Yeah. Oh, I was born four years later, but I was born in ninety-two. Wait a minute. I didn't know that. Wait a minute. Okay. First off, I've only ever called your dad Ivan. Yeah. Which I've always felt was him being really, really, really nice to me. (laughs) And two. Um, I did not know that your dad has owned that place my entire lifetime. That I did. Yeah, I, it's been a, it's been a long time. It's been my. It's not only my dad. It's my family. So yeah, my but it's like a, bought it. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, honestly, I'm familiar with the way that Brooklyn Heights rolls. There's generations and generations that stay there. No different than anywhere in Brooklyn, especially in the South Brooklyn area. Hmm. You'll just have like families who you know leave buildings in their trust, and so there's always family members coming yeah. in. Brooklyn Heights has so many families that have just been there for generations yeah no absolutely i mean there's there's a place right next to my family store called lassen and hennings same exact <laughs> tom, deal. Hold that yeah hole. tom i actually lived with some of the kids of the son of the owner of lassen and hennings so it was kind of like a like some weird montague street frat it was very strange but also very cool yeah Wait, and george up at montague's yeah yeah, like yeah, there I, is there is a fraternity. There's a brotherhood of people who are like from the neighborhood. I'm sure on Montague Street. Oh, I'm sure. If I had any right to say anything about people that I work with or work next to, I could go on for days to talk about that. But that's not what this medium but, is for. This is basically Grand Budapest Hotel. They have a whole secret society and they just communicate. This that's is all. pretty cool. Of like service people. When did you say, fuck that, I am not doing this anymore? Or like, did you like... Oh, 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing that. So. Still, you're still doing it. But yeah. um, have you found yourself in a, p- a position where uh, other interests uh, over the years, uh, as you become, you know, m- you know, hanging out in the city more, uh, do you find yourself developing into a more creative fold? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been working in my family store, like I said, since I was like 10 years old. But uh, as of recently, last like three or four years, I've been doing stand up comedy at night. So I mean, it's nice to have like the family aspect where I can work and have a steady job and then also be creative at night and do what I'm passionate about. Perfect. And And, yeah, yeah good at your your thank sets you. are really funny dude oh, thank you what uh stand-up specials or you know certain comedians really drew you in definitely bill burr definitely my favorite comedian dave Chappelle, john mulaney i like a lot aziz ansari bill burr was the first thing that you said out of your mouth yeah. and that uh clearly without any hesitation you said that yeah and that's a great kind of style to go for i don't i mean that my in my opinion it's a good one i don't know if anyone everyone has a has their own opinions Everyone's experienced the burr, but what do you, but why is he so, is, is he the number one? Is he the sort of like paragon of awesome comedians to you or I mean, in, are there any others or was that? Or in were, my eyes, I mean, yeah, that guy is 
the top of stand-up comedy. That's his first and foremost. He's got side gigs, but he's he's about stand-up. Most co- comedians you listen to, like, yeah. they do stand-up, they get successful, and they're like, all right, now I'm going to make some blockbuster movies, and I'm going to crush it and make a lot of money. And I, I don't think he's really like that. Mm-hmm. And just his comedy in general, like, he's got some of the best act-outs. He does the best voices. I, I think he's got a really interesting, like, perspective. You like to look at it as an art form that doesn't need to be uh, escalated to something else. Or a it's gateway. Just, okay, exactly, a gateway. Mm. I think, unfortunately, mm. it actually has to be if you want to be able step. to support yourself financially. Like, you can't really just do stand-up. Sure. But, yeah, I think that should be your forefront of what you're trying to do if that's what you're trying to pursue. I mean, at the same time, you really are looking at it as a craftsman as opposed to somebody to what most people, most comedians or artists would do in your position, which is just say, oh, I like that, or oh, I don't like that. Like, you really are looking into somebody who more is a structuralist, right? Like, this yeah. is what I like about this, and this is what I don't. It's just rare to find that, and that's a that's a very unusual and very capable um, Yeah, tendency. it's weird, because, like, I'm in the oh, field, sorry. so I'm looking from a different perspective, whereas your average viewer, I guess, probably doesn't care about that. You joked before that um, you're going to be doing what you're doing for another 10 years. Since you've only been, I guess, looking at it from a sort of like a, a amount of time, you know, who knows in 10 years if you will want to continue doing stand-up. Yeah. And if you do, then by just being consistent and just going full the fuck in, mm-hmm. you get, you're going to get like so much recognition just, you know, continuing to do what you're doing and not stopping. You know, if you do decide over 10 years while you're still, you know, working with the family, you still have this ability to prosper in an art form that you really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of stand up is uh, some of it is how funny you are, but I think most of it is stick to itiveness and yeah. just grinding and really putting your effort into it. I, you can be naturally funny and be awful at stand up because you're lazy, you know? You've done stand up, right, Catherine? Yeah. What is your experience in Wait, terms of that stick to itiveness? I think it's true. And the people that I see, like, taking time off from other things to really focus on it go on to succeed but then they do use it as like a stepping stone yeah but they don't um ignore it they still come back to it if you were to be offered a film gig or if you were to be offered a touring gig that would take you away from the store for six months three months would you say yes to that of course in a heartbeat right? <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that sounds amazing That's but I, don't, I don't really have people knocking at my door right now so if and when well, it's a shame that you've only been doing comedy for only four years, dude, because quite honestly, I can only imagine that there must be some stuff that's kicking about that you're going to have to bring on to the show at your earliest convenience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really only have like audio clips from early sets. I didn't really do any shows in front of people until I was at least a year and a half, two years in. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just didn't want people to see me before I was ready, which is right. a mistake a lot, I think a lot of comedians make is they're like, all right, I'm doing this. You never, went, you never went into open mic scenes at all? No, no, I did open mics. But I mean, there's a difference between doing open mics in front of strangers and this is me working and then going to a show in front of an audience who's paying to see you. Of and course. Being like, of course. This, these are my jokes. Yes. No, I mean, it's a, obviously a significant difference. And I think it's just about trying the material out, you know, and seeing how the best place to try the material out. Uh, because even when you're doing these sets, I'm sure you're always uh, sort of tempted to try out new material and see just what sticks and what lands. Yeah, absolutely. You have to fall a lot in order to feel like you're like sturdy enough to stay in a more erect form. Absolutely. I, I have to put some fallacy to it because Catherine Dunn... <laughs> 
put it in her contract that every show that we talk, we, there has to be something that's, you know, related to of a phallic reference for, or, or like not ass or like phallic or, you know, something inappropriate. Um, I think I just looked at the contract and that is in face girls writer. Oh shit. Yeah, that's in face girls writer. Rider. Kath, Rider. Rider. Kath, there's absolutely Cowgirl. there's absolutely a chance that you uh happen to make a joinder for whatever our contract was going out to Lost a Rewound. What's this name? <laughs> <laughs> there was no contract. It's okay. No way in hell. No way in hell. That's not okay, okay. I, I'm I'm sorry. That's that's the Catherine Dunn I love. Yeah. The crazy the 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 willing to go wherever Catherine Dunn. I've always associated that with you. I think that's amazing. Ivan, when you have uh, anybody who wants to listen to uh, or get a chance to see you live, where uh, would people want to go find out for your information? Where can they see me? Uh, I have an Instagram, Ivana Joke a lot, Austin Powers <laughs> reference, like Ivana Hump a lot. And then I, I also run a bi monthly stand up comedy show with my good friend Matt Summerstein. It's called Lost Dog Comedy. And you can find us on Instagram. We have a free show twice a month. Our next show is um, July 9th. Mm-hmm. And then we have another one on July 23rd. Perfect. Both at, at, That's a great day. Yeah, it's a Tuesday Tuesday nights. There's yep. a bar in the basement. It's at Lorelei Beer Garden. I'll bring my wife if I can make it. Yeah, absolutely. It's her birthday. Ooh. Robin That's, would love that, dude. I mean, probably not, but I would love to convince my <laughs> wife that a comedy show is a good thing to do because I fucking love going to see comedy. And I will convince her. Right hmm. Awesome. If I don't, then I've done my best. Well, that's okay. Happy wife, happy life, you know? Absolutely. That's a very true saying. Um, I say that not married. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Listen, stick around. You're going to stick around. First of all, yeah. you're going to come back on the show again soon because oh, awesome. we need to listen to some clips of yours and yeah. i know we'll find something yeah, yeah i have some videos but secondly and most importantly we have a lot of uh to, to get to on this hour uh even further because will your buddy from brooklyn heights has like video beyond comprehension no and we're gonna listen to some of it are you down to are you down yeah, for absolutely this? this is gonna be exciting can Next. we do that no again i'm trying to be more antagonistic oh it's gonna be great don't you can't you get no redos. <sighs> that said, it will actually be kind of fun. It will. Oh my god! This is awesome. You have old videos of you as a child. That's amazing. True. From the nineties, like you can't ask for more. True. That's what our show's about here. And after this quick word from RFB, we will listen to some of those sounds. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Welcome back to the show. 
let's let's get on to the the heart of the matter for this week. Quite we uh, we uh, are now officially treated to the videos of you, Will. What videos of you from the early nineties? Is that correct? Yeah, Ivan. This is why we got to get you back on because honestly, some of these videos. This is a very no no weird... no. His section's done. Awesome. We're off to yeah, you I now. Talk about you, let's dude. The, 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 I have to say, this session. is a for very somebody who weird... loves talking. I'm very fascinated by the fact that you're trying to divert this that <laughs> quickly. I'm having a very weird experience where I'm sort of feeling the sort of like, wait a minute, now I have to acknowledge that the spotlight is on me instead of just like manically uh-huh. grabbing for it. Yeah, uh-huh. Sweet mother. My, God. my are the tables of turns, yeah, sir. Is that all it took this whole time? <laughs> yeah, like Kath. Yes. How did you not figure that out? Um. Oh, okay. All right. So set the stage. Give us a year. Oh my God. Um. So these videos that are actually quite sentimental I, I, to my family. Oh my I, I, God. All right. I it's like 1992 or like 1993. It's right around. You know what? Here. Why when did Jurassic Park come out? 93. Okay. What? Is that not right? 93. Right around there. Four, right yeah. around there. The. Uh, I think it's season five. No, it's season four. No. Wait. Hold on. I'm gonna look 89, this up. 90, All right. 91, Jurassic Park 92. came out in 1993. So yes. therefore, I was seven. And therefore, my little brother was three in these videos. Perfect. So 1993, I'm 10. You're seven? Is that correct? How old were No, how old Correct. I was seven, and you are, and you were, no, you were 11, Elon. In 93, I turned 11 in December. That's correct. But for the majority of the year, I'm 10. I, that, man, when I'm fucking 10 years old, I had, like, like 10 I, is a big number. When you hit double digits, you're sort of like, time to rock. My hair had some shape <laughs> back then. My hair has no Dude, shape now. Yeah, well, it's got shape, man. Come on. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking rat tail shade? Or are we talking like shade shade? Rat tail was pre- like you're on the rangers right now. Yeah, right on, dude. You're pulling off the lake. You got the flow. Yeah. What kind of haircut did you have when you were... Uh, you might Stick a bowl on my old. head and just shave around the bottom. I, okay. had, I had a blonde helmet of hair. Yep. And you grew up in Brooklyn Heights. I was the waspiest motherfucker you could imagine. Perfect. So you've set the stage for us, and now we present to you Exhibit 1 from the archives of Will Hastings. Yeah. 
only know the chorus? We all live we, in the We're back from Exhibit One, <laughs> <laughs> and our, let's get our, let's get go around the the table with uh, first thoughts. Uh, I will not start, but Ivan will. Uh, first thoughts: that painting in the background of him, like, dude. If you ever become like a rich billionaire, that has to go above your fireplace. <laughs> you as a little boy being like, I already own shit. I, I mean, own shit in the future. It's awesome. No, that's really cool. It looks like something they would have like picked up in the Titanic, like Jesus brushed Christ. off. It looked. It had a Dorian Gray feel with my man. Yeah, it definitely. really did. What? It was. I like it. it I really liked, did. I liked how your. Uh, I liked how your babysitter was holding the lighting. Was that your babysitter? Fuck, or was that your mom? Yes, it was. No, it was. It's like, what mom. do I pay you for, lady? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then at one at one point, you shrugged her off like I shouldn't have to deal with these things. This is unprofessional. It Where's was amazing. the bounce? Yeah, Catherine. Oh, I'm not going second. <laughs> Let Will go. What are you? No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I have a question. What was the print on the pajamas? That's what I have to know. Dinosaurs. It was pictures of it himself dinosaurs. on dinosaurs. <laughs> it was like, it was perfect because you were wearing like patterned pajamas <laughs> standing on a piano. piano and you're singing to the song and of directing. Course, like, of course. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. No, was he though? He was singing, but or was he directing? Oh, to he the was song? doing everything. <laughs> he was the maestro and the performer. I saw a lot of directing. That's all I'm going to say. He it was like a one man like. Uh, Do we need to orchestra. watch it again? Because I will. <laughs> Can we? Please. Can we watch it again? Please. Can the episode just be that? Please. Can we really no. just do this over the next season? I, I didn't even this fucking. I didn't even fucking realize <laughs> there was a portrait of me in the background. Okay, that's the best part. I just okay. missed. I that just went boom. Okay. How long did Speaking that portrait boom, take to paint? I have no fucking idea. Did Listen, you sit for I, it? I will come to Will's defense. I had something that was very similar that hung up in my picture. house. I did not have a painting of me. I had a 
photo. Did you have a okay, babysitter well, who held but, the lights? No, no. <laughs> she was a this sound was, woman. For no, me. exactly. Precisely. No, that was the boom no, lady. No, that that the babysitter was non-union. The people who did the lighting <laughs> for the photo I did were union. It was an actual ad that ran in the New York Times for a craft fair that was happening a in New York City. A picture of me that was done oh, nice. in a professional studio, cool. and I had a vest on that made me, and uh, I was riding like a wooden horse. It was, so I was supposed the to be first a, photo bomb a in cowboy history. baby. Yeah. What? No, I'm totally well, so, at least it wasn't like on the back of a milk carton or something like that. This is true. Know? Yes. So you didn't. But now it's in my house, which is even more uh, uh, no. elusive than not. I'm, I'm sorry. That's an amazing idea. The concept of blowing up and framing the back of a milk carton. Oh, that'd be great. You. I mean, it would be amazing assuming you were found, right? But Your like, parents are just so cheap. They don't want to take another picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is good. This is going on the Christmas card. I was just imagining uh, Will having like... In, you know the little height charts? Yes. It was oil paintings for every year <laughs> of your cool. life. At the actual height, what no. you couldn't see is a series of other paintings, and he had a growth spurt. That's why no. you couldn't see them. <laughs> That's perfect. No. That's no. what I imagine. No. Yes. Every no. six weeks, you get an oil painting. <laughs> <laughs> and the Did woman I grow? who normally holds the other light died <laughs> from who's painting play, them. Who's, who's playing piano? Uh, I didn't even uh, think about that. That's uh, that is mom. Mom is is uh, she is she is crazy talented. So when you were growing up, even before your brother was born, one of the first the first memory I have is is laying under that piano as a two year old um, as she's playing I think Beethoven, and it's part of the reason I love Beethoven so much. I will admit that wow, I, that sounded tool. Everything about dude, tonight is just cool, me man. being a tool. So when my mom's parents passed away, they got a beautiful grand piano as a part of the will. Um, it was living in a Brooklyn, like two bedroom apartment that with a huge sunken living room, beautiful. And that's where the piano was when I was growing up. And when she inherited this piano, I mean, I don't remember what the labor was involved, but point being, I listened to the piano a lot when I was growing up, but my sister was the one who was playing it. So the piano was, and my grandmother actually, every time she came over, she played the piano. So there's always piano, but man, your mom is playing piano. That's like, you know, if one of my parents was playing an instrument, I would be so much more developed in my music taste. Well, I mean, mom mom and dad both had very intense, I mean, you know, they're both basically artists at heart, even though they're both, that is not what they do for a living. Um, But no, but you grew up with music in the house. No, but but uh, yes, that said, they they were both very, very, very good musicians. And um, and that is something that I genuinely do cherish. We would like, we're a really musical family. All my cousins sang, all my cousins play instruments and actually 4th of July, we're all singing Backstreet Boys songs. We're that lame. How what year was were you? This, was, this, this was, was this year. This, this was you, this yeah. year. Yeah. So the, the, the whiteness continues. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I need yeah, to I've see never that. thought of it that way. Yeah, God. Wow. Fuck you. Exhibit oh, yes. two coming up. Oh yes. We're going to be landing. We're going to be landing. Da, 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 da. 
China. Oh God, it's a long flight. Show me where the airport is. At least then I know what the, how the city looks like. Oh, please. Oh, God. I found it inside the airplane. No, you see. The president begins to. Please are traveling from China all the way over to Washington. Oh, yeah, that's where I am. I live in the White House. And that is going to be there. And that oh, is going good. to be right. long flight. Please make sure there are no people in the airport. Washington. I don't like people around me. It makes me nervous. Okay, let me check. Okay, are there any people there? No. There's no people at the... There are going to be no people at the airport until 12. Good. Uh, should I uh, get on and the bus? And 12 is when... And 12 is when... Oh! Thank you very much. You have good security. Except for the there. people, except for the people who are going to just help us with our luggage and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Um, I have my FBI agents there. Okay, we're landing. No, 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 we're not landing. We're okay. Why all hey, these trains? Hey, it's twelve. Okay, stand by for landing. It's gonna be a bumpy landing when we just when we just oh, hit the ground. It's gonna be stand back on me, back on me, quick. It's gonna be a bumpy. It's gonna be a bumpy. It's gonna be a really better. Uh huh. It's gonna be better than the whole entire airplane ride when we hit the ground. Okay, stand back on me. Because we're gonna. Because you know yeah, what happens when we land. No. We we dive. We do a landing dive. Like, and this is how it goes. Watch. Watch the screen. Wait, hit the ground. Oh, they're gonna bump your road. I don't like this new generation of airplanes. I've hey, 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 hey. The door is opening. This is you can get out now. Let's just ride that. Holy fucking shit, dude. Holy fucking shit. I'm sorry, what? That was some incredible kid babble, child babble about flying. What were you flying? If you noticed when you first walked in, we had built an airport on the ground out of Legos and a train set. That, oh, yo, that was, that's an Easter egg. And so we (laughs) what was going on. Because I was really into building crazy, into, into building shit that, was looked complicated, but only meant something to me because I was a seven year old. Uh-huh. <laughs> How old was your little brother in that scene? He's three. Three? Yeah. For me, the Easter egg was the the shippies. A the shippies. What? what Catherine is referencing is how shippies. so I make these sci fi shows now, and that's most of what takes up my time, right? You do have uh polarity the series. Indeed. And all of that is based around thing that I started right around seven, which was taking different model kits and ripping them apart and building them into crazy complicated things that I thought were really cool. They'd be cities or they'd be different ships or guns or whatever. And that shit, I'm not shitting you at Ivan. This is such a personal part of me. So I'm so, so I'm sorry to see. No, oh my yeah, God. Here. Wow. Guys, it's been a great day and I'm not in a, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point is whatever <laughs> this shit, I would build this shit and it's been the basis for the vast majority of stories, the vast majority of things we've created. And it's um, a lot of fun. And it's something I honestly is kind of like my zen. And I still love that shit. And Catherine very astutely pointed out the beginnings of that. Because there is, in fact, a Y-Wing, for those of you who would yes, know what that I is. Saw, yeah, I saw it on the table. Hell that was yeah. awesome. And there was the saucer section of the USS Enterprise D on that table as well. Before we go on to the next clip, 
uh, Ivan pointed out something that was very noticeable, which was the uh, something having to do with the bear. There is a very, yeah. very large bear in the thick, uh, in the background. Thick. Not large, thick. <laughs> so like, ample. It's not even something that you really can win at a fair. You can't. Start no, no. You got to seek this good. out. <laughs> You gotta find specific websites that are into big, beautiful <laughs> so, bears. So speak on that, Will. Tell, before we go to our next clip, tell us uh, as we now have a full, entire painted picture of this bedroom, what the uh, bear is about. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. So uh, cut to the video. His little brother is getting affectionate with the bear. Uh, I'll say that he he got there first. Will got the sloppy seconds. <laughs> maybe what happened. I'm not sure. Or. Never won over the bear. I'm my, not sure. My, my three-year-old brother. Yeah, ladies' man, number one. Yeah. <laughs> while while Will was doing the spaceship thing, your little brother was doing some kind of motorboat thing with your <laughs> nanny, which was amazing. I loved it. But yeah, let's talk more about the bear. No wonder your dad filmed all of it. <laughs> but dumb bum. Tell us about your babysitter. I uh, this this seems like a very patient woman. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good word. To, uh, her uh, Sophia was an incredibly loving, incredibly sweet woman. I was very dyslexic. She played a very big, large role in me learning how to read. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she uh, was a very, 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 she is a very, very sweet woman. Um, and she ended up uh, now living in, um, I believe, D.C. She married a senator. And there was actually a whole thing where they went through background checking and they actually had to go through all of us to figure out like if she if she wasn't some super secret agent and Wait, I swear you to God, were doing like interviews i was not doing interviews uh, my parents were doing interviews and sam and i were referenced in said interviews but what? sophia was oh. honestly um but honestly sophia was a nothing but a pleasure in my life like she yelled at me a lot but it was specific and she didn't yell at me at all right like that was how i perceived it as a kid and that shows how like what how ridiculously nice of a childhood i had but she was um and how lucky that was but sophia was a very 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 sweet woman who had a very positive and very amazing impact on my life and honestly i wish i could see her more she's a really wonderful woman we have uh, more to play. So wow i made that really heavy didn't i no that was cool you you, you shut the game down dog I wish, we came could, down. I wish we could bring her out like Maury and be like, well, we've got a surprise for you today. Exhibit three. So tell me exactly what it is. Hello, I am uh, Lake, as you know, and uh, I am just about to do a crash. But what is your name, Crash? Which crash dummy are you? I already told you. Slip. Three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today we're going to present the top costumes from the Halloween party 1993 in New York City. The top winner is William Gardner Hasty. Please come here. All right. Hello. Who are you? What's your name? Uh, the person that I am dressed up in as is um, Slick. Slick? Slick who? Where do you come from? Please. Oh, of course. It's a very special mask. That's why. Show the mask to the camera. Yes, this is... And then I can pick it up. Yes, this is a very good thing. I just want to keep it on so you guys don't see my face. Don't you see your face? I know, because you have a... What? You... Is that a... Does this mask protect you from something? 
yes. From what? Camera thing. Remember something? I have not seen this movie, the film about the crush damage. Remember something for me. You can tell one of the scenes there. So. Yeah. Okay, I want to be honest here. Yes. And this may be a little heavy for Lost uh-huh. Around. Did that, okay, that made me feel a, like, what, was I was I as insanely in my head as I think I was at that age? No, because you were seven. Yeah, you were just playing around. <laughs> what do you mean? Wow. You were seven. That was like, that you was, were seven. No, I just, I have, I have not seen that video before ever. And it, it really did, like, it was, That's, it was a weird thing it, it was a very uh, let me okay let me, so like inventive brave. unique like yeah let me pull back let me pull back for two seconds or it was a very it, it had a it had an effect on me that i was not expecting and that is nuts because i was sort of like oh my god i love all of those things and yet it was still somehow off-putting when you're seven years old you are nowhere near a wall you are just being a kid and yeah. enjoying everything man I'm, I would love to have like be the I'm gonna do a video of me dressed up as a crash test dummy and just you know do your thing. Well, no, no. Here's what's weird. Everybody thought I was the shit from the ages of seven to fourteen. This was Halloween, right? Well, no, it was around Halloween. So you were just dressing up af- around Halloween, but you were just like, oh yeah. Were you testing the outfit? <laughs> In fact, I was testing the crash test dummy outfit, and the next night. A bunch, we like 14 of us 
put on a bunch of costumes and it was like a week before Halloween. And then we all got in a car and let it roll down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have done. We were done. fine. And three but of no, us no, no. went as blind mice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved how your nanny was like an expert of yes and. Like oh, no, no, no. She She's just, a rot. Like if you was yep. an improviser, she would be badass. What is her accent? It sounds French. Yeah, it, she is Bulgarian, in fact. Ooh. Very good. I, I don't understand though. I'm 26 years old, so I don't, was the crowd Dummy thing like a, a show or so a there was like a two a so in the right? early nineties no no in the early nineties there were two crash test dummy videos that came out that got hugely popular two and, yeah there was a lot more than two no okay, well I feel like that I guess exploded. over the years true but I feel like that also exploded afterwards and remember this they is still the an, era where like, animation yeah, still a, took roughly six months to they a had year. a cartoon they also had a Nintendo oh, game shit. was obsessed with the cartoon love the toys. Thought, thought like the concept of being able to totally get tried, like destroyed, and yet still be alive and be able to pull yourself back together was pretty badass at that age. Wait, what is the plot of this show? They just get rammed into shit? Well, like, they basically <laughs> don't die. I mean, I know them from like car commercials where they show that the car. Yeah, but they made an damage. actual cartoon. I thought it was really, really cool because I thought the concept, I, I was always on? obsessed with modular stuff. I only had the VHSs. I was obsessed with like anything modular. <laughs> so hence the model kit stuff. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the whole the whole concept of being able to live and like be modular and repair yourself and make some crazy cool like make yourself be able to do basically anything. I thought was badass. But your brother also dressed up as we heard in yeah. that clip. He seemed like he wanted a little bit of shine time. Dude, too. My, my favorite a- part of the video is your brother interviewing into the thermos that's supposed to be a mic. Yeah. And then at one point he tries to take a sip from the mic because he doesn't know that it's supposed to be a mic. It's just juice to him. That was amazing because he was repeating himself. And I think you should make that into a techno song. But that is he was. So my little brother at the age of three and four would do everything. And I mean, everything I did. And like try to mimic it, and so the joke was that I would t- I would stand up and tell a joke, and my little brother would get up and try to like t- retell the same joke. <laughs> and I remember he was an and like honestly back then I was sort of like missed such an opportunity, right? Because here was a little kid who like worshipped me, and we got into such ridiculous battles of will, and it was awesome. Battles of will. But um, you said it unintentional. <laughs> oh, I think it's so intentional. You don't even know. Okay, point is, brothers of the shit. So, Ivan. Yeah, yeah, no, but you so, can't just do that. No, we're, we're not. We have time for one more clip. Yeah, cool. Watch. Exhibit four. Fuck. Sam. Okay, now let's do something. Yep. Uh, what, what's your favorite song, Jingle Bell? No, Andrew, Sam, Hello, I'm reporting live from 219 Palisade Avenue on Christmas Day. Today we're going to be talking with five young people, including myself, about what they got for Christmas this year. We're starting with three-and-a-half-year-old Sam Hasty, who is in Brooklyn, New York. What did you get this year, Sam? <laughs> what did you get? I got um, a mount. A Is it a special backpack? It's a backpack for Christmas. 
Really, does it have anything to do with lunch on the back? Yeah. Really? It's a, it's a lunch box and lunch bag. Can you remember anything else about what you got for Christmas this year? Uh -huh. I don't know what I got. I got for Christmas. Well, that'll be ending your portion of the interview. Well, I got a train, too. Well, you got a train, too. Moving on to uh, Gardner Hasty, who lives in Brooklyn, New York, with his brother Sam, which we've seen earlier in the program. Gardner, what did you get for Christmas this year? I got a Russian hen. And what is a Russian hen? It's a war helicopter. I see. Did you get anything else for Christmas? I got a uh, Jurassic Park video. Would that be for your Sega Genesis? Yes. Now, can you remember anything else? Okay, let me think. Please sit, sir. You're out of the camera. Uh, please. This is a stick-up. A stick-up? Ooh, those look very, very harmful. I'm going to shoot you. Now, what did that toy come with? <laughs> what did that toy come with? Oh, it came with a, um, robot of mine. Really? I haven't opened a ninja bot of mine, and now I will kill you. So, you had a robot and a ninja bot. Right. Let's see, can we recall anything else? You know, I do think of something called an Omega Virus. Could you oh, please yes. talk about I that? Oh, yes, I got an Omega Virus game. <laughs> and is that a board game or a card it's game? It's a board game. Ah, have you played that yet? Yes, I have. Okay. Excuse me, excuse me, security, security. Security, come on, kid. No more shooting at Hold up, what? Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So, um, that's my cousin Anna doing the interviews. Oh, man, I don't, I don't even know. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Did you expect right. worse from an interview with Will Hasty when he was seven? No, it's just that he was like so embarrassed by that one. And it's like, by now. Well, none of them are <laughs> That one's not the It's like we should have ended on the one of you on the piano. In terms of. <laughs> what a built. Going up the scale. Yeah. Going up the scale. But, yeah, but, right. I think, but I think it's very uh, amusing because uh, he still does the conversation diversions now, even in yep. his adult life. Yep. That's, Someone that's asks you a question and is... you're like, bang. So you're like, hey. There's a gun, bang to your head. Like, yep. Poink. Like, like a Three Stooges sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. But that's okay because... Uh, that hasn't changed. <laughs> we've learned that time and time again on this program. Uh, thoughts, Ivan? How did you get so many family members to run lines for you? That's what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you've got like an aunt in on it. You've got the babysitter, your dad. Cousin. Like you've had My multiple cousins. people interview you on these three clips yeah yeah that's, uh, that's we're at, whose idea was it i i it's definitely most, will's idea it was do i <laughs> and then your I, dad always operated i really hope that's not the case dad did always operate it's but, wild that you have this many videos of you from that young just because like if i ask my dad for anything he's like <laughs> he doesn't even know the password to his own email <laughs> there's no you were asking me if i had videos of me from young like no yeah. of course not if I even suggested someone move a lamp to light, <laughs> it just would have shut down production. But like, but like on video, you've got carte blanche, right? You've got freedom because these guys know they're in the spotlight, right? Who's swooping in to get get like my cousin Andrew? A car, dude, I worship that guy. He was a he's he and I. He's my older cousin, and 
since since I was a little kid, we've had the same interests and same everything. And he is he now has three kids who are the Munchkins, as we have talked about on the show before. Yes, very capable engineer in and of himself, as much as a goof. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, you you once once a goof, always a goof. Indeed. As I've seen with a lot of my older cousins, I guess all of us uh, have that experience of being younger at the Thanksgiving dinner uh, oh, yeah. table, and the there's older cousins, and then you just see them grow up and have kids of their own, and you're like, God damn, really? I know. Right? We all have older cousins like that. It's a kind of a I, w- I will say standard this. Hang out with Mimi and Talia um, when they were four and six. Did sort of like fundamentally change. My feelings on when have kids. Uh-huh. They do. That's that's to be continued for another episode, though. What well, does Anna do now? Anna is actually the uh, senior director of health policy and strategic oh, initiatives right now. at Blue Very Cross Blue Shield, Massachusetts. Damn. Will so you endorse her, her for her surgery? Her job. No, no, she's not a doctor. Her job is to uh, try to provide health care to the largest number of people mm-hmm. at a... Uh, theoretically affordable rate and she got her oration skills down pat when she was only a teenager oh she's been good for a long time yep and you've been good for a long time but now you have even more to prove to us otherwise that you haven't uh had such a rich childhood having all this uh uh amazing video oh boy rich with with wonders my friend so are we are did you So are we really going to go through? Ivan, you sure you can't find any poem videos? <laughs> I can try. I don't, I don't think you, I have. Oh much. no, no, no. We're, we'll see. It, it's going to happen. Hopefully. Look, look on your Facebook. You'd be surprised what you put up yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, you know, what? I actually have some old videos on Facebook for sure, like well, ten you, or thir- thirteen. You, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the fact is that we all are recording ourselves in some capacity, and now that we're almost reaching uh, the twenties, which is. I mean, I can't even fathom, but is literally that, the yeah, world today that we now uh, have a lot of time that's gone since some of these videos actually yeah. uh, meant something to us. 2010 was like a distant future movie, and it the USSR still existed in that film, and like we're nine years past that. It's true. We uh, have to wrap up in a little bit. Uh, Ivan Arguello, thank you. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. For Can't wait me. to have you back. Thank then. you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Catherine can be heard here every Saturday, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. for respectively the uh, Dunsun Hour with Victor Vernado guest hosting and 7 p.m. for Art Star Scene Radio with Faceboy and Juno. Correct. Yes. And then every Sunday at 9 p.m. you also do the Creek in the Cave uh, NYC talent show. Correct, NYC Talent Show, the original NYC Talent Show, the only open mic where you can make money. We gave away $135 last night. Bingo was his name, Mo. That's crazy. Hit that shit if you can. <laughs> Before we go, we just want to do a quick reminder that we record this sh- wonderful shit show every single week here at the Rec Room. And the Rec Room is where the RFB Teen Squad happens. It's a six-week after-school program for local teenagers in which they learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school remember of course as i mentioned earlier in the hour that all your donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law that will do it for us here on this week of lost and rewound i'm alan danziger and i'm will hasty and i'm Catherine dunn and i'm ivan arguello we'll catch you here next week here on lost and rewound on radio free brooklyn dot org what an air horn come on air horn right here 
That's hot. <laughs> a word. Well, you could find out in about 10 seconds if he's lying or not instead of asking him. Straight across. Jesus. Lovely black woman on her hands and knees with a Yes. Welcome to Bushwick, my friend. Whoa. All right, guys. Come on. We got a show. Love you. So if you could kindly please close that curtain and let them do their art in peace, just like we would like to have our art be done in peace. You look, and you knew it was her butthole. It's a horseshoe. There is nothing wrong with some new photos, guys. Will, please go a little slower with putting that curtain down. I get it. That was a lot of butthole. It was her butthole. She has a big booty. Moving it. It doesn't have to do with the size of the hole, though. You've seen one butthole, you've seen them all. It's a butthole. Everybody has one. Absolutely bleached. Absolutely bleached. It was glistening and perfectly lit, and there was this butthole. 